Ketubot Daf Memdal, the last thing we're discussing was a person whose daughter got engaged and she got divorced from engagement or she was widowed from engagement. According to Rabbanan, her Ketubah goes to the father, but if she got divorced, the Ketubah goes to her. And Ryuda says uh, the, ketubah, the first Ketubah goes to the father, the second Ketubah goes to her. And we explained the Biuda's reason is because it, it, the first Ketubah was written when she was under him. The Gemara asks, from what point, from what date does she extract payment? From the first date or the second date? From the day it was written or the day it took into place? And Rav Huna explained that the Manema time, which is Takanat Hachamim, goes from the time of engagement. And the, the any addition goes from the time of the wedding. And Rav Haseh said, all, everything goes from the time of the wedding. And we tried asking a question on Rav Huna from a woman who uh, pulled out two ketubot on her, her husband. One says 200, the other one says 300. And Rav Huna says uh, the, the, if she wants to use the first ketubot from the fr- uh, original date, if she wants to use the second ketubot from the, the, the second date, and we knocked it out. And now we're going to go back into that statement of Rav Huna. And we're starting Memdal Ramud Aleph, three lines in where it says Amar Mor. So let's go back to that piece where uh, the lady pulls out uh, two ketubot, one it says 200 from an early date, one says 300 from a later date, and Rav Huna said, Ibaya behaigavya, Ibaya behaigavya, she could use whichever one she wants. And Lema Pliga de Rav Nahman, it sounds like he's arguing on Rav Nahman, the Amar Rav Nahman, if you have two documents, one after the other, then then the second one nullifies the first one. So Rav Huna sounds like you could use either one, and according to Rav Nahman, the second one is the only one that you could use. The Gemara says, no, love me, didn't we say on Rav Nahman that Amar Papa, Mother Rav Nahman, the Iosif, Bedikla, Letosefet Katve, didn't uh, Rav Papa explain Rav Nahman that if he wrote in that second contract any addition, even uh, if it's a, it's a palm tree, a day tree, he, that it was coming to add, and therefore both of them are good. Hachanam, you have to say the same thing over here with these two ketubot. Ha'osif lamidi, he added something. Here he added a maneh. So obviously the second one is good, and it's and the first one is good. So it could very well be that uh, Rav Huna and Rav Nahman are not arguing. Now let's go into what Rav Nahman holds. Gufa. Amar Rav Nahman, shenesh tarot etzin bezeh You have two contracts or two documents, one after the other. Bitel shenit arishon. The second one nullifies the first one. And Amar Papa, Papa explained Rav Nahman. Umoder Rav Nahman. Rav Nahman admits the iosif ba diklalat osefet katve that if he added in the second document, even a palm tree, even something small, it's the second document is coming to add onto the first document. And the Gemara tries to understand. Pshita, I understand if Rishon Bemecher, if the first document was a sale, Vesheni Bematana, and the second one was uh, coming to give a gift. Okay, He's coming to strengthen the buyer's uh, ownership of the land, Mishum Dinade Bar Matzra, because of the halacha of the neighbors. Because if people hear that he bought the land, then they can say, wait, I'm a neighbor to this land, I have first, first right to buy the land. So when he gave it to him as a gift, then the other uh, neighbors don't have a claim to it. The Cholsheken, and all the more so if the Rishon was Bematana, Vesheni Bemecha, and the second document said that he bought this land. We'll say the reason that he wrote him up a document that he bought it is because this way if any creditors of the seller or the person giving the that land, if any of his creditors want to come and take that land away, 
This way, Reuven will owe Shimon the money of the land. Because if he just gave it to him as a gift, then if someone took away that land from Shimon, because he's a creditor of Reuven, then Reuven wouldn't owe Shimon any money. But once he wrote that second document that it was a sale, then that strengthens Shimon's ownership of the land, or at least that gives him a backup that if anyone takes away the land, he'll at least get the money. So I get it. If one of them is a sale, the other document says it was a gift or vice versa. I get it. Ela, both documents say it was sold. Or both documents say it was given as a gift. Then the second one nullifies the first contract. My tama, what's the reason? What makes that second document stronger in a sense where I could extract payment only from the later date, not the first date? So could say that when he accepted that second document, he admitted to him that, okay, we're going to go from the second date, not the first date. That when he got that second document, he's forgiving or he's uh, foregoing whatever shabud, whatever ownership he has from the first uh, from the first document. Meaning he's foregoing his rights that he has from the first document. And the Gemara asks, my benayu, what's the nafkamina between Rafram and Ravaha? So the Gemara explains, Ika benayu Number one, does it say that the Aidim are pasul? According to Rafram, that the first uh, the, the first document is pasul, therefore the Aidim on it are no good. According to uh, Ravaha, he was just mohel, what it says in the first document, and there's nothing wrong with the Aidim, it's just a new document. Number two, Ulshalume Pere, paying for the produce that uh, that came out from the first date and the second date. According to Rafram, they're not his, and therefore he only uh, the buyer or the, the the person who's getting receiving that land, it's only his from the second date. And according to Ravaha, it's his, uh, it, it's the the fruit of the first person, because it, it was his land. He just uh, forgot it uh, from the when the second document came in. And the third question is Ultaska. Taxes. Who pays the taxes uh, for this land in that time in between? According to Rafram, the seller has to pay it from the first time because it's only the buyers from the second document date. And according to Ravaha, the buyer originally owns it. He's just forgiving it when the second document came in, but it's really his. So now the Gemara goes back to the original question we asked yesterday. What's the bottom line of the Ketubah? Do we go by when it was originally written or by when it uh, goes into effect at the wedding? That original mane or matayim, that's takanat hachamim, that's from the in time of the irusin. And that's when he's hayav, the idea of the principle of the Ketubah. Vitosift, anything on top of that is Minani Suin from the in from the actual marriage time. Hachamim say it doesn't make a difference if it's the mane, matayim, or any additional stuff. That's from the time of the actual wedding. Like Hachamim, that she's only able to extract payment from the time of the wedding. Next Mishnah. Usually when an Aram or a Sa is Mizaneh, that means she's engaged to person A and she's Mizaneh with someone else, 
Halakha is they take her to her father's house and they stone her by the doorway, by the door of her father's house. And if the uh, the, the person, her husband is caught lying, he has to pay the father a hundred shekel kesef because he uh, is motzi shemra about a bat Israel. The exact pasuk is ki motzi shemra al betulat Israel. So the Mishnah starts over here. Giyoret shenigdeira b'taima. A giyoret, a lady converted with her daughter, a daughter under the age of three, so you know she's automatically a betula because even if the, she's not a betula, the betulim would come back under the age of three. So let's say this girl grows up, she's a now naara vezinta, and she was mezana while she's naara morasa harezo behenek. She only gets henek, but she, and she does not get sekila like a normal naara morasa. And la lo petah betav. This girl does not have the the din the halacha of being stoned by her father's door. Velo selah. And if the guy's caught lying, he doesn't have to pay the hundred selah, the hundred shekel kesef either. And again, the whole reason that Rambam explains is because it's uh, because the pasuk says kiyotzi shemra al betulat Israel, and she's not a betulat Israel one hundred percent. Now, if her mother conceived her before converting, but she was born when her mother was already converted, then she's like a regular Jewish girl, and they, 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 they stone her. However, but on the other hand, they don't have stone her by her father's door, and they don't, uh, and if the guy's caught lying, he doesn't have to pay the hundred sela. Let's say the mother converted then, she got uh, pregnant, and then she was born. She's, she has a regular batisel for everything. So now we're talking about regular Nana Morasel. Let's say she has a father. The problem is the father doesn't own a home, so he doesn't have a doorway. So you can't stone him by the doorway. Or yesh la petah betav, or she has a house ve'en la'av. Her father died, for example. Harez lo beskila. Then you st- again, you still do the skila on her. You still stone her. Lo ne'emar petah betav elam mitzvah. The petah betav, the father's doorway, is only an extra as a mitzvah, but it's not uh, the main point of the mitzvah. The main point of the mitzvah in this case would be the stoner. So the Gemara starts right away. How do we know that there's a difference between uh, when the, this girl was conceived, if she was conceived before the mother converted or after the mother converted? Because the Pasuk says, Umeta, the actual Pasuk says, Uskalua and Sheira Ba'avanim, Umeta. And that, that meta is a little bit extra because it already says uskalua. So what's umeta? Lerabot horata shelo b'ktusha. It's coming to add the girl who was conceived before the mother converted. Ve'ledata b'ktusha. And she was only born after the mother was uh, was a convert. Yachi, if the Torah is adding her, then milka nami l'luki, umeasela nami l'shalem. Then her husband, if he was caught lying, he should ha- he should get makot, like the pasuk says, because he was motzi shem al narat Israel, and he should have to pay. The Quran says, no, Amakera Umeta, meaning, Lemitani Tapta Veloliknas. It says the word Umeta, meaning we only added her for Mita purposes, but not the fine. The Quran says, yeah, but Ve'em Alerabot Horata Vedata Bektusha. Why don't we say that Umeta is coming to add only the girl who was conceived and born when her mother was already a convert? The Gemara says, no, Hahi Israelit Ma'aliyatahi. That's a regular good Jewish girl. We don't have to add that. Maybe the word umeta is coming to add a girl who was born and conceived, not Biktusha. It was before her mother converted. Maybe she's also Hayav Skila if, uh, if she was Mezane. 
The Gemara says, Imken, if that's the case, Beisrael Mayanel, and then why is the word Israel? The Pasuk says, Kiaseta Nevela Beisrael, she did a bad thing Beisrael. Why is the word Beisrael coming to add? Meaning, what's the Hidush of the word Israel? Obviously, it's coming to tell me that uh, only a full fledged uh, Bat Israel gets a skila, otherwise, uh, she would get a Hanek. And we're splitting it as follows. If she was conceived and born Bikdusha, the regular skila, anything else, it would be Hanek. And Amara Biyosi Barhanina, Hamotzi Shemra al Haitoma Patur. If a person's Motzi Shemra, I made up a lie about an Ara Yatoma. He doesn't have to pay the shekel kesef because Shinema the pasuk says binatenu laavi anara. He has to pay the father of the naara. Prat lezoshe and laav. We're coming to exclude a girl who doesn't have a father, so you don't have to pay. Now the problem is mativ rabiosi bar avin. Rabiosi bar avin. Some say veitema. Some say it was rabiosi bar zeveda. They have a problem because the pasuk says veima en yema en aviha. It says, If her father doesn't want to let his daughter marry the man who seduced her, the, the Torah says he has to marry her. But let's say they don't want to marry her. And why does it say, Ma'en twice? Rabbi says the person has to pay the fine even though there's no father. And if a person has to pay the fine by a mefuta, when he seduces a woman even though there's no father, then by a motzi shemra, he should also have to pay the fine even though there's no father. But who motiv lab hum farekla, Rabbi Yossi Baravin or Rabbi Yossi Bazevda, whoever was asked the question, they asked the question, they brought an answer. What are we talking about? When when it says Yetoma gets a knas, that's beba aleha. That maybe could be it was when he was with her, he seduced her when she had a father, and and after by the time they got to Beitin and everything, the father already died. Meaning at one point there was a father. Now Raba Amar Hayav. Raba says that Motzi Shemra Ani Yatoma. He has to pay the fine. Mimai, where does he know this from? Mitane Ami, from what Ami taught. It says Betulat Sel Velo Betulat Gerim. It says the person was Motzi Shemra Ani Betulat Israel. Therefore, it doesn't make a difference what the case is, Yatoma or not. He has to pay the fine. Betulat Gerim. It's a different story over there. Maybe you don't have to pay the fine, but Betulat Israel, you have to you have to pay the fine. And he proves it. If you say by by an Arab, but Israel doesn't have a father, he has to pay the fine. That's why you have to take away the gerim. You have to explain that it's only for for one hundred percent full fledged Jew and not gerim. Okay. But if you say that there is a Jewish girl who doesn't get that fine by Motzi Shemra. And you could always say, listen, but if there's a Jewish girl who doesn't get the fine, then all, all the more so you don't have to ask the question even by uh, the daughter of Gerim. And here's another girl who doesn't get the fine of a Motzi Shemra. Amar Lakish, a Motzi Shemra, a Ktana, Patur. If a person's Motzi Shemra and a Ktana, he doesn't have to pay the fine. It says Na'ara, it means a real Na'ara because that extra He is coming to say that specifically Na'ara, not a Ktana. So now, Matkifla Ravahabaraba has a question on Na'ish Lakish. Okay, it's because it says the word Hana'ara with an extra He. Okay. Halavahi, let's say it wasn't that. Havamina filuktana. I would have thought even a ktana. Well, haketive mimeta, davar hazelon in subetudim la naara, vehotsiu etanaara, petah bet avia uskalua. 
uktana lavbat onashini. It says if the naara there's no betulim and ends up being true, then you have to stone her. And if she's a ktana, you well you don't punish a ktana because she's a ktana. Elakanaara. Rather, it's coming to tell me over here it means a full-fledged naara. Ha kol makom shenemar naara. Every other place where it says naara without that extra he at the end. It's coming to add even a ktana that you would also get the fine money. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.